<laughs> okay, so this is the uh, second uh, session of Sairo Tejaniya checking students at uh, Vipassana Metta Foundation in Maui on November 17, 2016. Uh, I thought it was the 17th. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I was wondering if you could please clarify an instruction from the sitting this morning. Um, there was a comment about right thought being thinking about your meditation while you're sitting. Um, and so my experience in meditation so far and the instructions I've heard haven't left that much room for like analytical thought or um, having sort of uh, reflecting with a purpose yes. while you're sitting. So I was wondering if that could be explained a little more. Okay. ตียาจองกูซึนซาลุยาเลยอาโคบูอาโคบูซึนซาลุยาเลยอะทอกกูเพียดเตอะดาตามาเตกะปะโลเชเปียเปียเอดาเอ่อตัวคัสเซเปีย
So, um, so he'd like to explain a little bit about when you should or maybe whether you shouldn't because, you know, the instructions to sometimes just know is quite, can be valid. So when we're just beginning, like even just beginning again, uh, sometimes we don't have enough steadiness of mind. The mind just isn't settled enough. At times like that, it can be more helpful instead of thinking about how to practice to just practice. Just, just do it, you know, bring the attention, bring the attention until the mind is more settled, you know, just checking whether there is a right attitude and so on, until the mind settles. When the mind has some um, semblance of settlement, when the mind has um, more than a semblance, uh, when the mind has some steadiness, <clears throat> that's when it starts making a difference. Some people's minds are naturally curious. When their mind settles down, their minds come alive. Their natural innate curiosity or of the moment or of processes, their powers of observation are keener. They notice details in what they have been watching and all this information becomes interesting for them. And their mind, without conscious um, active thinking, um, thinks about what they're doing and, and learns from what they're doing. So that's one type of person. Another type is that the mind starts settling down and it just becomes quiet. And then it's like nothing's happening. And then what should I do? He says, for people like that, he gives all these examples of how you could think about it, how you could question yourself. Information you've got. Right? Um, and, and encouraging us to, um, if we're in that sort of space, because any of us could come into that sort of space um, at any time. Um, encouraging us at that time to, to allow ourselves to use our the wisdoms we already have, to, to be willing to question, um, uh, not be afraid that we will lose our steadiness or something, you know, um, so that we can explore a bit further. Right? <laughs> So very, very often, Siyadu says, we, he, he asks quest, uh, yogis, he says, do you know what awareness is? And yogis are fairly sure they know what their awareness is. Do you know when the mind is steady? Do you recognize your own steadiness of mind or when the mind is settled? Mm, yes, they understand concentration or samadhi, a settled mind. Yes, they understand. Do you understand effort? Can you, can you like be in tune with your own effort? Mm, yes, not so bad. Yeah, they understand what their effort is. Um, your faith? Yes, they know they have faith or not, not enough faith or whatever, more than enough faith. And what about your wisdom? He says very often that throws people off because wisdom is such a big word, people think they don't have it. Um, so they forget to notice the fact that there is all these little wisdoms that we have. I mentioned before that common sense is a type of wisdom. So we all have that. And, but we fail to recognize that it's something that's useful and we can use it. And it's actually working whether we detect it or not. So... Oh, 
ตัดดิชีตามเสียงพาลามตบาวะโดมเอคิวชีเดลูโซยตัดดิทาไลน์น่ะเนี่ยไอคิวชีเดลูโบมาบอกดูโบเปียวเนี่ยเสียเปียว
of the fact that meditation is about wisdom, about growing our wisdom um, or understanding truth. And, and so they're looking for these experiences and they some sometimes um, unconsciously or subconsciously try to create these experiences for themselves in their <coughs> meditation. <clears throat> and that's why they're stuck. Um, in uh, uh, following the instruction to um, see and know seeing or how is seeing known is the way I'm phrasing it uh, it sort of feels like the who is question like who is seeing but it's a, it, all, it feels a little bit different okay. also mm. It doesn't matter how, um, you know, with words we express these things to ourselves. He says, um, the key is that you have awareness. เอ่อดีเยจีดาเนี่ยฮาลูอายุมาหมดเนาะโหมีเนี่ยตบเนาะแล้วสิไปไล่มันมีเนาะเพิ่มมีเนี่ยอารมณ์กูมีเนี่
to have the strength of mind to then decondition the mind at that layer, it means that, that there needs a lot. We need a lot more work to be able to. Yeah. This is, it can be at this level that because it's all just conditioned and, you know, conditioned stuff, that there's a lot of, uh, there can be a lot of uh, unwholesome stuff at that. But that's not to say there won't be wholesome stuff. <laughs> you know, there can be a lot of wholesome stuff in that conditioned layer. And he says what we are doing now, practicing meditation, we're also practicing to make our meditation become that conditioned layer. So he says, so if we can think a little bit into the, you know, like extrapolate on that, then we can sort of imagine how much work we have to do to condition our mind into a state of where awareness is the conditioning of the mind. So I mean, some people ask him, so Siena, how much more do I need to practice? <laughs> 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 yeah, so he says this helps us to think about the the, the span of that. <laughs> yeah, how automatic has our awareness, steadiness? And wisdom become. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Uh, but on a box of I can fairly readily see uh, anger arising or desire. The some sensations are quite palatable. And then I have a choice of what I'm going to do with that, especially off the cushion. On the cushion, I just watch the sense sensation. But I'm not as clear about delusion. Is it the case that unless we have clear, attending mind, moment to moment, only then are we not deluded? Is delusion the what we go through life with except for moments of clarity? So I, I guess my question has to do with is there a gradation having to do with delusion <coughs> rather than an either or? Mm. ตัวตาเปลี่ยนตีเลยลอบาเปลี่ยนตีเลยกันซ้ําหมู่เลยตีเลยดาเรียลวยเลยเลยตีหลุดแล้วตูยาเลยเลยถ้าเป็นแม่
ตัวเจ้าอ่ะดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิดิ
then there's some delusion about it. So that with the eyes closed and not seeing the leg and not feeling the leg, sometimes the, the mind gets panicked. So that's a, a clear example of being very clearly aware and then some delusion sets the mind off into confusion. Right? Mm. Um, and, um, and he says delusion is a very wide-ranging set of uh, conditions. It's not only not knowing. Delusion is not only not knowing. Delusion includes confusion, dullness, boredom, sleepiness, right? Um, doubt. All these are uh, functions of confusion. Laziness. Right? Laziness, right? Mm -hmm. Stop, sloth and torpor, all this. So, um, and being lost in thought. You know, all those are functions of delusion. Um, and um, so because of that, he says, um, and, and then we come to the question of whether it's a gradation or whether it's, um, what was the word you used? Whether it's a gradation or a continuum or on or off, right? He said, so initially Siara had said, I'm going to explain our, <laughs> initially Siara said, um, think of, um, of delusion as black or white. Um, but then when he began to explain it, I thought maybe black and white is not a good analogy. <laughs> maybe light and dark is better because... You, you, like you can see, it depends on the size of your candle. Yeah. 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 So when we, he says, um, delusion is very much like darkness, very much like darkness, because he says we can hold. Uh, a gigantic candle and feel like we're in a bright room. We feel like um, everything is clear and we see everything. It's like sitting in the stadium at night, you know, in a football stadium at night, and then you can't see the night beyond the stadium because the lights are so bright. <coughs> but it's there. Mm. That's what delusion is like. But he's, oh, and he said one more thing. He says, it's, and it's every time we have clear wisdom that we understand the delusion that that wisdom has cleared. Because wisdom is the opposite of delusion. Wisdom helps us to see the delusion that it has dispelled. And the more, and the more uh, moments of discovery we have, yeah. He says the more we uh, get a, a a taste of what delusion is like, because each time the discovery comes, it dispels another bit of delusion that we had, and then we begin to understand what delusion is like. <laughs> As, I, um, as I've been experimenting with um, this uh, seeing and looking um, and the uh, hearing and listening, uh, I've been able to um, tease out different uh, qualities of the mind uh, when I'm practicing in those different ways. Uh, so for example, with the seeing, um, Often there's a feeling of expansion uh, when the mind's uh, dwelling in that. 
uh, versus the looking, which can feel like more like contraction. Um, and when I'm dwelling in that expansive state, I start to get that yummy, you know, like this tastes good. <laughs> I kind of want to stay in that expansive uh, state. But then I had this insight, and I wanted to ask Ida if this was accurate or not. It was like, well, why be afraid of that feeling good? You know, uh, it's just a natural, expansive uh, state of the mind. But there was that question, is this, you know, desire, just wanting that to, to stay? Did you check? I did check, and that's where it seemed as though it, it was wholesome, that it, you know, there wasn't a latching on to it uh, mm. at that time. But you didn't allow yourself to stay in it? Uh, and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. When that questioning gets a little, you know, the, the doubt starts to come up, okay. uh, it will shut down. Then. Okay. And... อ่าเอ่อดีมีนาจาระมีนาจาระจีระนาคาวนาวตัวอาทุบุจุซาระตัวเนเนตะดีทาติเดเสอิชินีเดอะดีนะคุลอยดีนะคุตัวเอ่อ
start feeling expansiveness and uh, feeling good, he says, is because um, you are um, gaining samadhi. Your mind is settling uh, easily into um, being aware of seeing. And when the mindfulness is continuous, you know, because you're doing this, you're trying to do both of them, like, continuously at a stretch, whichever one you do, he says, then when the mind gains samadhi, because of the continuity, the right attitude, you gain samadhi, you're doing the right thing, um, he says, it's a natural progression in meditation, that if you're being (coughs) mindful with the right attitude continuously, the mind will start feeling happy, right? That's normal. So we don't have to struggle with that uh, experience. We don't have to push it away. Again, we're not controlling the experience. We are recognizing the experience. The only thing we have to remember, he said, is that, yes, when it starts to feel good, defilements can come in. It's not will, it's can come in. And all we have to do is be alert. So it's feeling good and we're checking constantly. Is the awareness still aware? Is it still unbiased? That's all we're checking. And if it starts to become unbiased, that becomes our new investigation. It's not biased now. What what thought ran into the head, right? What has brought about this new state of Yeah, so we're in in no case at all are we trying to interfere with the process. In every case we are trying to recognize the process, right? Okay. Whatever happens, we are here to recognize that it's happening so that we can begin to understand the process of how it's happening. Right? And when it becomes the understanding of the mind, that will be another level of unraveling by itself, which is, which is not done by us, not, not by our interference. Now, the looking bit. Sarah says, the difference in your um, experience when you are trying to observe looking, right? When you're trying to be aware of looking, is because in looking, the mind pays attention. Right? And you are not noticing the work of attention. Your mind has gone to the object that you're watching, that you're looking at. And that's why it feels narrow. Because the, the mind has gone to the content of the action of looking rather than recognizing the action of looking. The process itself. The process itself, yes. If you had, in fact, gone to the process of looking, you would have the same experience as you had with seeing. Uh, if the mindfulness was continuous mm-hmm. off the right process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an unveiling of delusion. Just right there. <laughs> you know, really. That's very helpful. So in looking as well, when he says be aware of looking, again he's telling us to be aware of the activity of looking that is doing that is being done by the mind. So just this natural process really of this yes. Expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction, and just really being with the the natural flow of that. Yeah. Yeah, and noticing why it is what it is. Yeah. So if you if we look at something for a long time, look at something, yeah? When we're looking at the thing, rather than noticing that looking is happening, when we're looking at something for a long time, I mean it's like staring at something. Then, yes, of course, staring at anything, um, it, it can be tiring. Of course, there are actually 
samadhi exercises where we stare at things. So that is different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found that interesting, though, because yeah. the um, the seeing and hearing is it's just a, a very natural way to dwell in samadhi. Yeah. Well, I'm on the yeah. Because we don't have to use energy. Exactly. Versus Whereas that, looking, there is the attention oh, of there's the energy of attention. Exactly. Seeing and hearing are pipi da. Yeah. Because seeing and hearing are pass, passive activities. We don't. It, it, it's a it's a natural cause effect, right? There there is a good ear. There is sound. It's just a natural um, sort of cause effect thing. Oh, the mind just knows. The detail is to not only seeing. เกณฑ์ที่ตัวตีได้จ้าเราไปตีอ่ะจ้าเราก็ตรีธรรมนี่นะตามแม่ดูเรียนลาเรียนเนี่ยอายุไส้เนี่ยนะท่านเนี่
not so often that it's something uh, purely wholesome. Um, and he says you will notice something in the reverse, which is, he has always said that when there is a defilement, when there is an unwholesome uh, mind, the mind is feeling unwholesome because its object has become something that is conceptual. The mind is the mind is never unwholesome because it is attending to a reality. When the mind sees or is paying attention to the reality of something, it doesn't get unwholesome. But the moment the mind gets into the conceptual idea of something, it starts getting unwholesome. And that's something that we can see. Um, my practice has mostly focused for a long, long time on the connection between the mind and the body through martial arts, through running, through physical training. And I've only really started sitting in the past few years. I find myself to be able to slip into a state of samadhi much easier while I am doing some sort of physical movement or even just being still, but with my eyes open, being very, very aware of the situation around me. But when I sit, I find that that's when most of these questions and this internal dialogue, internal babble, just becomes so loud that sometimes I have to open my eyes to settle my mind. So I guess I'm asking... Is there some sort of technique or a way to narrow the focus? Are you trying to fix something? <laughs> 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 no, just go on. <laughs> to narrow the focus and really be still with my mind without any external input. Uh, external input? Um, sensory, visual, visual. Oh, settle the mind without the external input, right. Can I ask you a question? Um, You said that you um, get settled easily, like with your eyes open sitting or when you're doing something um, physical. And at that time, when the mind is settled, as you say, are you able to see any internal babble? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't bother you at that time? No. Because. <laughs> because. I don't know. I think I have a distraction. No, I'm not ตัวอาทรวะอ่าตัวสิเนี่ยคนเนี่ยสัสสันเนี่ยตัวกองๆติเนี่ยบาสอตัวมาร์ชัลอาร์ตส์โลเดตัวเปเนี่ยเปเน
ไม่ติดไปได้ไม่ได้ไปกว่าอืมอันนั้นรู้อ่ะตานี่ญาละเราก็ไม่เจ็บอืมตัวตัวอ่ะตานี่ที่ชาละอะมาโกทิ้งช
Now the cool information being definition of the Chinese. The more you add the cool, do it that day. Seattle says, listen carefully to this definition. <laughs> that nature that thinks, that is the mind. So if something is thinking, that is the mind. He says, but we don't see the mind. We don't see the thinking mind. We see the thoughts. But if you see this as mind, he says, then it's not a problem. It's just an object. And our thinking mind, he says, comes to us in all our sensory forms. So we can hear in our thoughts. We can see in our thoughts. We can feel in our thoughts. Some people can even smell and taste in their thoughts. You know? Um, so all our senses are rep- can be represented in our thinking mind. The concept. Mm. concept and reality. It's not that we need to remove either one. It's that we need to be able to discern the difference. Yeah. Essentially, there's no problem. The only difference is that you've closed your eyes. Right? So actually, the same thing has happened. The same thing has happened. No difference. Right? Yeah? And, and you could just... The process is the same, and if you want, you can always choose to have your eyes open. Yes, but what you want to watch out for is attachment or aversion. He says, the moment the mind has a judgment about what it's experiencing, it's going to start to pull or push. And it's the pulling and the pushing that then becomes important. The experience is no longer important. I have a question. I heard this morning wisdom is the supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know the exact wording, but I'm I'm memorizing it as awareness is the worker bee or something like that. Yes, that's And when I heard that, I I thought, well, that's a interesting concept and now I, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> okay. That's I would like to understand it. Okay. okay. Yes, he says. The time is you go say to my idea machine. But hello do idea she idea do you know man so you're low through but low. He says, think about it this way, yeah? He says, you have an idea in your mind that you want to meditate, right? And he said, whatever we do in our life, we do it because of an idea, right? We, I will make cookies, I will be mindful. Same thing. 
ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็
those of you who understand football, football. the terms of strikes, right? yeah. American football, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer, it sounds like. He says there is something called the counter-strike. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. I haven't. <laughs> so let me try and explain it from what he said. So he said apparently... <laughs> so a counter-strike is when the, the ball has come to my side of the goal and the whole team decides... They're going to take revenge, <laughs> and they're all clued in on the strategy, and they start to put it in play. So the ball goes from one person to the next. The next person knows where to stand. He's already run into place. This guy sends it to him, and then he sends it to the next person, and they get it all the way. He says all the nice. players surge forward together. Together, they know their positions, and they know how to pass the ball to one another, and they surge forward, and they bring the ball f- from my goal all the way to that goal, and they put it through. And that's a counter-strike. And that's the teamwork of the five faculties. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, God. Let's <laughs> <laughs> work up. <laughs> They do that in basketball too. They dribble and keep sending it to each other and they really know how to do the formations and go right across. And the guy who nets the ball, that's wisdom. They have to work together to get to the other side. I like that. We wanted a, uh, an example for from a woman's perspective. Sarah <laughs> <laughs> needs to think about it. She doesn't usually have a woman's perspective. We must think about shopping, maybe. <laughs> no, that's very wrong. There's no winning in shopping. I mean, there's no losing in shopping. Women play soccer. Women play soccer. Yes. Volleyball, women volleyball. <laughs> yeah, what, about what about cooking? Yeah. Yeah, cooking. Yeah. Okay. Cooking a Yes, he's spoken about this. Yes. He says to make a, a meal taste good. Right? To make a meal taste good. He says, who does that? Who makes a meal taste good? <laughs> It's not the person, it's wisdom. The person, uh, the person, the mind, which is adept at understanding taste, remembering taste, remembering which tastes go well together, remembering how, uh, which can understand how to extrapolate taste. Um, these, these minds become uh, expert at making things taste good. And then if you want to be a chef, you also have to have the wisdoms to be able to execute, organize, right? So the minds that have these wisdoms 
uh, can do that. But then there's, there also needs to be awareness of the moment. Like if things change now, they need to change their plan. There needs to be right effort. They do things as they need to be done. They need to organize ahead. That's right effort. They have faith that they can do it. Otherwise, they wouldn't start. And steadiness of mind, otherwise they'd be all over the shop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to remind them? <laughs> He's just saying เดี๋ยวนะมันเตี้ยเท่าไหร่ตึ๊กมันทําบ่ก่อนมาเตี้ยเนี่ยมันก็เนี่ยฮีเซสเมดิเทชั่นอิสแฟสซินเอทติ้
Um, he says we notice the mind at work more because we first we notice that we're seeing or just hearing, just sound or just seeing, and then we we notice that we look, right? We look at something or we listen to something, and then he says it's it's a great gateway to noticing our emo- to noticing our emotions because the moment we look at something or listen to something, he says we're starting to go to have interpretations our judgments and so on and emotions start to come we like, dislike and it's a great gateway to notice all these processes of mind yes. so in, in I'm finding the, lots of different objects that come up so it's just the standard ones of, so if there's a, something, an object that I'm looking at, and then there's the, the, the object of the seeing, and then there's maybe feelings and emotions. That, the object of the seeing, I think, well, seeing, the, as a, seeing as an seeing object. Seeing as an object, okay. or the, and then the feelings that come along with that, yeah. and other emotions. So if, if these are kind of coming up together, yes, should, uh, should my awareness is it better to direct it in one place versus another, or should it be more choiceless? Once there is emotion, emotion we, we do want to have more of an eye on emotion. Um, he says, when it's neutral, yes, you can leave it open to the mind to choose. Yeah, just just recognizing that 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 awareness is present if it's neutral. Um, what Sayadaw said yesterday about that he's been <coughs> visiting sick people and people died and he's yes. been more focusing on the preparation for that. Yes. And I think I, I have this concept that the, the practice, of, you know, along with helping me in my life also is a preparation for that. But it just kind of dawned on me today that <laughs> I don't really... How do you prepare for death with the practice, I guess, is the, the question that oh. comes up. That I, I'm not sure, I, I'm just practicing and then it's like, uh, with the hope that it will be prepare me f- yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. death, but... Is there something more specific? ဖြစ်အောင်ဝါလုံးလို့ရလဲဖြစ်မလားစွာကိုလုပ်တာလောက်တလားပေါ့ကိုယ်ဝါမသိနိုင်လို့အဲ့ချိန်မှာတကယ
เออนี่ได้เนี่ยมาเนี่ยได้นี่ได้มาเงาอิโมชั่นเปล่าจีเลยโอเคแต่ในเคสอะไรมาพี่ดิมอมมาเนี่ยมากูเปล่าอิโม
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.